Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Do you remember what it was like growing up? For me, it was kind of tough. Uh, Overall, things were good, but I also really struggled, and especially starting in middle school. That's when I just started to feel out of place and more self-conscious and just really struggled with my feelings, and I know I tried really hard to hide how I was doing. And I just wish that I had known more about what I do now, about confidence and the power of vulnerability, and I wish that I had been able to share how I was really doing with someone like a mentor. And so I am so thankful that there are people out there now like Rashida. I get to speak with Rashida Kamaria Williams. She is the founder and chief empowering officer for Empowered Flower Girl. And also, by the way, I really love that title of chief empowering officer. Like, I might have to steal that. But anyway, her mission is to transfer the way young people relate to one another and themselves. And I love that her story starts out on a small scale of just being a mentor that turned into a book, that turned into workshops and speaking engagements, and now is a global movement. And in this episode, we discuss Rashida's own story of how mentorship impacted her life and how it is so important now. From this episode, you may walk away with a desire to get more involved or just how you can use your own experience to help other people. I hope that you are reminded of how much you matter and you can make a difference in this world. Enjoy this episode and let's get in touch because I would love to know your thoughts. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Rashida, thank you so much for joining me on the BU podcast today. Will you just take a moment to uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Oh, well, thank you so very much for having me on today. Uh, I'm super excited about uh, the podcast and uh, the amazing work that you're doing. And um, yeah, I'm just great, grateful for the opportunity. So My name is Rashida Kamaria Williams, and I'm the Chief Empowering Officer for Empowered Flower Girl, Uh, and I'm also a mentoring consultant here in the state of Michigan. I've been doing this work for just over a decade. In fact, last year, Empowered Flower Girl, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. So now we're going into our 11th year, and uh, I'm just really excited about about what the future holds for us as we're making a transition to help more individuals and organizations that empower teens uh, and also help them to do what our mission does is to help young people live above life's drama so that they can make a powerful difference in the world. Awesome. I love it. And I'm so excited to talk to you more about what your organization does and stuff. But first, I really want to kind of hear the backstory. Like, how did you really get into this? How did it all start? 
Um, well, that's a great question and a question that I'm asked often. And it's kind of layered uh, how I got started because honestly, I didn't seek out to become a social entrepreneur. Uh, I thought I would just be a mentor and help out the youth that I was mentoring by writing a book. So I started mm -hmm. off just wanting to write a book. Uh, I had been a mentor for about, I, I would say uh, about uh, seven years. And I was noticing that the girls that I mentor, they were having some challenges around friendships and relationships in school, as well as dealing with some challenges that they were having uh, in the home. So uh, a few of them, well, one of them in particular, had gotten into some trouble in school. Uh, mm -hmm. She was really trying to prove herself. Uh, she was smaller in stature and sometimes would get picked on. And mm -hmm. Uh, she tried to be tough and kind of overcompensate for that. And I just yeah. noticed, yeah, and I just noticed that she was having some challenges, a bright kid, a sweet kid, but also just having those challenges um, and, and dealing with peers as well as family. Uh, so I wanted to do something to help her and other girls like her. And also yeah. at the time I had three teenage nieces. So I said, you know, maybe I'll write a book, a guidebook to help them through these growing pains and um, do something to uh, transform the way they relate to one another and themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I started getting requests to come speak to girls groups and to speak to schools. And one organization said, Hey, would, can you come and deliver some workshops? And at that time I didn't have a curriculum or anything, but I used some of the content uh, that I uh, had in my manuscript for the book. Uh, to mm -hmm. develop some workshops. And I came up with our Chica Chat workshop, which is one of Empowered Flower Girl's signature workshops. And basically it's history from there. Okay, awesome. So I definitely want to dive into Chica Chat because like, that's awesome. <laughs> it just sounds cool. But tell me more about this book that you wrote. Like, what did that look like? And yeah, just tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, to be honest, uh, if I'm going to be really transparent, I yeah. sat on the manuscript for years. Uh, I didn't okay. actually, yeah, I didn't actually publish the book until 2016. Uh, and the, the name of the book is called Be Empowered, How to Live Above and Beyond Life's Drama. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's a guidebook to help uh, teens and tweens to overcome some of the challenges that they may face in life, whether it's uh, cyberbullying or societal pressure, uh, mm -hmm. so that they can make a difference for themselves and others in their lives and their communities. So I really wanted to help young people who are going through some of the same challenges that I faced growing up. I mean, the uh, we, we need to have more intergenerational empathy because some of the same yeah. challenges that we faced, um, those of us who may be millennials or Gen Xers or even boomers, right? We've all faced some of the same challenges that Generation Z and Alpha are facing as well. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's there's different challenges, right? They have technology, which makes life easier in some ways, but also more challenging when it comes to relating to peers. And then you have, you know, cyberbullying and uh, digital harassment, those sorts of things. So, yeah. so I just wanted to go ahead and get Empo uh, be empowered published because I thought this it's time for it now. I had yeah. <laughs> I had written the manuscript seriously like almost a decade before I published the book. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it was really important for me to go ahead and get that published, especially 
after I witnessed so many young people struggling with their identity and trying to figure out who they wanted to be uh, in the world and what they wanted to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much in that, especially thinking about just different generations, because there's always, I feel like this kind of battle between the generations, like everyone thinks like the other generation is not as good or we're better, whatever, but just like, it's like everyone kind of goes through the same things. It's kind of like, we forget how things are. And then like, yes, the world has changed. Like I could not imagine being a teenager right now and dealing with like the thoughts that I already had when I was in like middle school and developing. And then like, oh, now it's got to be on social media and you got to worry about like everything being out there and you're yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly, how people are doing exactly. exactly. That's that's why I have empathy um, yeah. for for generations Z and Alpha. We we all have had struggles, and mm-hmm. you know the world has been a crazy place for them. I mean, just think yeah. about the class of twenty twenty and what they had to experience. Yeah. Their lives were transformed completely, and they missed out on so many of the very important social activities that many of us were able to experience. Um, and that's another mm-hmm. reason why I have so much empathy. Um, oh, yeah. Because the, even before them, students who were children who were born after 9-11, uh, they were born into a world that was scary. And mm-hmm. you know it has become the norm for them uh, however, for many of us, we, we didn't have to worry about the threat uh, so much, not as much as the threat of terrorism or mass mm. shootings and these sorts of things. So that's why I want adults to have more empathy for um, youth and younger mm-hmm. generations and kind of make sure that we're speaking and communicating with them in a way that's more empowering and we're listening to them and hearing yeah. them out instead of already knowing what they're thinking. We we're, we have this already always listening <laughs> sometimes yeah. that we have with young people, but they, they have so many ideas and they can make such powerful contributions to the planet that I think that we need to continue to give them a platform as well mm-hmm. as to encourage them to speak their truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And so I kind of want to, uh, go like <laughs> back further because <laughs> sure. you kind of mentioned your own, um, like when you were growing up and kind of dealing with like bullying and stuff like that. So will you just tell us a little bit more about like, kind of like your, uh, own experience growing up and especially like how that experience has shaped, you know, what you're doing today? Definitely. Because my experiences growing up uh, played a huge role in, in who I am today and how I was able to overcome some of the challenges. I actually was teased and bullied relentlessly uh, throughout mm-hmm. seventh grade and part of eighth grade, uh, but I was intra-racially bullied. And for mm-hmm. those who may have never heard the term, even though I attended a school that was predominantly African-American, I was teased and called white girl, Oreo. Mm. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was put down and ostracized on almost a daily basis by some of my classmates. Uh, they they wow. said I was talking white. Uh, they thought that the music that I was listening to was for white people. I listened to a variety of music. You know, I thought my yeah. music were eclectic. I'm like, I, there's nothing wrong with me 
uh, like in classical music or listening yeah. to, to back then when I was growing up, um, grunge was all <laughs> was <laughs> was the craze and uh, Nirvana. Yeah, I like I like Nirvana. And, yeah, but, you know, but but I also liked uh, Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson and <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I like, you're I like, well rounded. <laughs> exactly, I like a little hip hop, but I also like a little Bach. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I, me too. <laughs> exactly. So. But some of the kids in my classroom, they didn't think that that was cool. They wanted to put me in the box. And mm-hmm. some of them, I guess they felt uncomfortable. I was called nerd. And sometimes when I would raise my hand to answer a question, someone would say, put your hand down, nerd. Or they would throw things at me. Yeah. Uh, that that wow. was very challenging because I was just trying to be myself. I wasn't trying to be anyone else. Yeah. And um, I had a few kids in my class who actually admired that. And, um, they, they said, you know, Rashida, I like that you didn't try to change for anyone else. And that Mm -hmm. really stuck with me because even though they didn't tell that to me until like a year later, they wrote when we were graduating, um, eighth grade, a couple of them, a couple of them wrote in my little yearbook, you know, how you get a a yearbook and like a memory book. And a few of them wrote in my memory book, you know, to a girl who's very unique and didn't change for anyone. And Mm. uh, that, that really had an impact. And, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to encourage more young people to support one another because if they had told me that before the end of eighth grade, that would have been very helpful. And, yeah. and I always try to encourage other kids who are being teased and picked on. Uh, we had a huge uh, immigrant population um, in the school that I attended. There were lots of students who um, were refugees. Their families uh, were refugees. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it was um, a civil war in, in um, Iraq. Um, okay. and, and they, um, they came to the Detroit area and mm-hmm. we have a huge Arab population and Chaldean population in, in the area. And many of them were teased and bullied as well. And I you know, basically formed alliances with them because yeah. many of the students, because they were teased and picked on as well. Um, but we came together, um, to support one another, but I wish other students had been more upstanders instead of bystanders. Yes. Um, so that's why I do a lot of the work that I do now because mm-hmm. of my experience growing up. And I want other young people to uh, be empowered um, to stand up for themselves and each other in a way that they feel supported and safe and accepted. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that like, especially growing up, it's like, that's when the time that you're really trying to find, like, well, you, where where you start to find out who you are and you start to really test the waters. And it's hard when you have other people who are like, nope, this is like the norm. And if you're outside of that, you're weird and, oh, you're smart. You're a nerd. And, and it's, it's hard to really embrace who you are. And I can totally see that. Like, like, first of all, I'm glad that the people did write you those, um, nice messages, even though it was like a little, like it was later, it's kind of like, I wish you had done this earlier, <laughs> Right. but it's still, um, I am still kind of like good for them for, for doing that and acknowledging that, because I think that is kind of something that you, I don't know, that like surprised me a little bit that they like thought of that. Um, so, so I'm kind of curious of like, how do you encourage young people now to be like those like upstanders rather than bystanders? Like what what could that like look like for someone to really like step in and, and help? 
Well, that is something that is definitely needed. I think that the young people who were once bystanders, they have so much power. Um, if they just speak up, um, sometimes young people will wonder, well, if I intervene, say for instance, they see um, that there's a fight going on in the hallway. Some mm -hmm. people are, some young people are worried about their safety, which is a great concern. If you see two people fighting, you don't want to jump in and possibly get uh, assaulted as well. Um, right. But you also don't want them to hurt each other um, or cause you know bodily harm to each other. So what I tell young people is, sometimes, you know, we were all going to play different roles. Some young people are going to record it and just uh, post it and share it on social media for fun, right? But yeah. some young people, we know that uh, many injustices have been filmed. And if it wasn't for uh, the video, then we may not have known about uh, situations like with George Floyd, right? Yeah. And, and other um, and other situations where police brutality was involved, or uh, we witnessed uh, other crimes uh, against people. So sometimes having someone who is recording, you know, that can be helpful. But also, if you um, are fearful that you might get hurt, tell an adult, um, mm -hmm. especially young people who. If, a fight breaks out in school, or you want to go and get an adult who can help and intervene. Um, and even if it's not, it's not something as serious as fighting, if you see that mm -hmm. another classmate is being picked on, you, know, you may want to challenge those students. Well, um, you know, why? Yeah. Because oftentimes hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's often the case. Uh, I, I don't think that young people set out to be bullies. Some, right. Some, some people, you know, they think it's cool to uh, be kind of a jerk, but yeah. I, I don't think that they necessarily set out to be bullies. Uh, they mm -hmm. may have experienced some sort of trauma in, in the home or um, just in life in general. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe they're having a, a bad day and they're taking it out on others. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes just asking questions can kind of, you know, inspire and provoke conversations and you might find out oh okay well you're taking it out on sarah uh you're teasing her picking on sarah because your parents uh, you found out that you found out that they're separating and they're getting divorced so you're having a bad day and you want other people to feel that um, and sometimes yeah. young people have a hard time expressing those feelings so they may act out uh, but I think that if we, we if we ask questions um, of each other and get to know one another, um, mm -hmm. that that is another I think uh, what I call a power move, right? A yeah. power move instead of just assuming you know something about someone, um, mm -hmm. ask questions and get to know them better. Um, and that's part of what we do. Um, I mentioned our workshop Chica Chat. Yeah, uh, that's, that's part of what we like to do in that workshop is to help girls uh, get to know one another so that they're not making these judgments without mm -hmm. getting to know each other. Cause sometimes we'll find that we may have had similar challenges and experiences, or we may have things that we have in common that maybe we never even knew about. And we were missing yeah. this connection the whole school year. We missed potential connections because we just judged people by the surface or how they looked or what they wore or mm -hmm. um, the neighborhood that they're from or their uh, orientation or race. So I think that a great power move for young people uh, is to definitely uh, take time to get to know one another. Yeah. I mean, that is so, it's so powerful because it 
can like really change like how like it removes those layers when you get to know somebody and then you can like see what you've got in common with someone or see like what the true story is and I'm just like it's sad because like I feel like that's something that like people who are like adults need to work on <laughs> like get to know <laughs> people stop judging yes yeah <laughs> like, we need chica chats for everybody <laughs> um so I'm curious about like when you were growing up and were experiencing bullying and like you know you said that you kind of found your group that you know you guys were all kind of being bullied but you had like each other as support like was there a time like that you ever felt like like you didn't want to like that you wanted to stop being yourself and that you like wanted to stop speaking up in class or did you want to like change to fit in like what was that kind of like for you well honestly there there was never a point where I really wanted to change who I am to fit in sometimes Mm -hmm. I just just didn't want to be around the kids at all uh, yeah. you know there were and that's what happens with a lot of young people who are being bullied sometimes they will fake illnesses uh just to stay at home so that they won't have to experience mm-hmm. uh the, the bullying and the harassment um and, and that's one of the signs that i tell parents to look out for uh they may not know that their child is being bullied uh, but if all of a sudden they lose interest in some activities uh, that they once were you know very excited about, or if they notice that, oh, okay, we're, I've checked the temperature. Uh, we did a temperature check. You're not ill. You don't, you're not running a fever, but they're constantly wanting to stay at home. It may be because there's something that's happening uh, in the classroom um, that is keeping them from, you know, wanting to really uh, engage. Uh, and, and for me, there, there were times that I just um, didn't want to interact. But yeah. what, what I'll tell you what really, really transformed uh, my life is by having a, a teacher who who really took an interest in what was mm-hmm. going on. I wasn't very vocal to many adults about the teasing and the bullying, especially not my mother, because back then I was like, uh oh, if I tell my mother, she's going (laughs) to go nuts. She's going to go up to the school and embarrass me. (laughs) Because my mom will probably cuss the kids out or want to talk to their parents. Then I would get teased more Um, (laughs) because that's just the way my mother, my mother was always standing up for justice. And she, you know, like, like any parent would want to protect their child. But um, my English teacher uh, at the time, she gave us an assignment to write in our journals. And uh, she told us, you know, just write about whatever. We could write about our favorite TV show or we could write about what happened that day, anything that we wanted to write about. And Mm -hmm. I I would give some detailed accounts of the bullying and the teasing. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at first I thought that she was just doing it to make sure that we have proper sentence structure and that that we could follow instructions. But I also think that it was her way of um, having a connection with her students and learning more about what's happening with them. Yeah. And and to my surprise, she would write little notes in my journal, um, notes of encouragement. And then one day she I, I couldn't believe it. She not only wrote a note, but she had a conversation with me. And she said that, you know, there's always going to be people who are, are there's always going to be haters, right? There's always mm-hmm. going to be people who uh, will try to put you down. Uh, they'll have something negative to say. 
Um, yeah. they, they may not quite understand you. And it's not because of they're bad people, uh, but, you know, maybe they just, again, don't, don't have an understanding of who you truly are. And mm. she mentioned people throughout history, uh, people yeah. who I really admired. She said, well, look at, look at Oprah Winfrey, you know, people mm-hmm. commented on her weight. They said that, oh, this black overweight woman, how can she, you know, really make it right. And look at Oprah now. Yeah. Uh, she also mentioned Dr. King, uh, and saying, you know, Dr. King, uh, did so much for the world. And mm-hmm. he was all about transformation and had this approach, nonviolent approach, but still he was met with uh, violence. He was met with uh, such, um, it was like people had this visceral hate for him and he was just trying to make a difference for humanity. So there were people who were even hating on him. And then she even mentioned, she was like, well, what about Jesus? She was like, look at uh, Jesus and all of the um miracles that he performed and the difference that he made uh in our world and he still had haters and she said no what what if they all gave up on their dreams what if dr king said you know what i'm gonna take the advice of the haters i'm just gonna give up i'm not gonna dream anymore Um, when she was saying that i was like wow (laughs) i'm like that's that's powerful like all all these people who we admire and who um really have um changed our society uh, for good and even even they had haters even they were teased and bullied and mm-hmm. ostracized and i thought to myself well um <laughs> you know i i haven't gone through as much as uh, as much as they have gone through um, yeah. but, but i know that anytime that people are speaking up and speaking out and, and really trying to um really trying to live outside the box, they're going to be met with challenges. And so that was very helpful to me and something that has stuck with me for years. Wow. That's awesome. And yeah, like I, I love the fact that she took the time to really respond and to like empower you and encourage you, um, through that time. Cause that must've been like so difficult. Um, so I'm kind of curious one of like, do you, do you think things would have been different if she hadn't done anything? Like if, if you didn't have that person in your life to kind of help you through that when you like, weren't really talking to anybody else about it? Uh, I would say possibly, uh, because at that time I, I didn't really want to talk to any adults about it. Yeah. Um, but the way that she did it was, uh, it was such, she was caring, uh, and she was compassionate. However, it was more anonymous and kind of discreet. She didn't make a, mm-hmm. a big deal about it. Like I said, I was afraid that my mom would go up to the school and, yeah. <laughs> and embarrass me, probably come up to the school with, um, you know, with a bat or something, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to draw more attention, uh, but the way that she did it, um, I, I thought, um, I thought was very helpful to me, uh, yeah. that she, she, didn't exacerbate things and she mm-hmm. took a, a kind and gentle approach. Uh, and, and that's one of the reasons why I've been such a proponent of mentoring and having adults um, just really reach out to young people. Um, even if they, uh, most of the time, young people aren't going to say, Hey, can you be my mentor? Or, right. hey, or hey, can you come help me? But, you know, just the, the act of listening and paying attention Mm-hmm. Uh, to some of the challenges that they're facing and really just hearing them out, uh, yeah. really, really allowing people to be fully self-expressed without judgment. 
uh, is very important. And they'll, they'll open up um, mm-hmm. when, when you give them the floor and give them the platform. It may not happen right away. They have to, you have to build trust. But, yeah. but I think that the, the more that adults um, reach out to the young people in their lives, whether they give them a call or send a text, um, a lot of adults think that, oh, young people, they're just obsessed with their phones. They never get off the phone. You'd be surprised. I hear so many young people say, I got a card in the mail, you know, from my aunt and that, yeah. that made my day. I got a card or I got a letter, uh, you know, from a relative and they, they sent me um, a, a letter in the mail, snail mail, yeah. um, you know, or, or times when we just turn off our phones and have dinner with our mm-hmm. families free of all devices and we really connect with one another. So I think that that can definitely help young people and the way that my my teacher the way that she approached it I I think that is what really made the difference for me yeah and I mean I was going to ask kind of like how can people get involved with mentoring but I I kind of like the idea of just kind of like seeing what you know people are already in your life and kind of reaching out and starting that way but do you have um like any other ways that uh people can you know get involved with mentoring Yes, definitely. I mean, there are so many opportunities for um, people to mentor adults as well as teens. Um, peer-to-peer mentoring is uh, very popular, and it is something that many school districts are seeing as very helpful to you. Yeah. Um, but for adults who want to mentor young people, it could be formal or informal. There mm-hmm. are a number of organizations out there that um, are seeking mentors for youth and youth of all backgrounds. Um, there, there are some particular populations of youth that I think really can benefit from having mentors. I mean, all, all young people can benefit from having mentors, yeah. uh, but definitely youth who are in or aging out of foster care, they mm-hmm. definitely need mentors um, to help them through. Uh, many of them have been in the system for so long. And some of them, as soon as they turn 18, you know, they're, they're kicked out um, or, yeah. or pushed out. And, um, you know, they're still teenagers uh, yeah. and, and they need some support and some guidance. And, and some of them will be first generation college students. So uh, those adults who may be able to help young people who are uh, transitioning from high school to college or college and into career who may be you know, first-generation college students, um, but also those young people who have an incarcerated parent. And mm-hmm. that's another population of young people that can uh, really benefit from mentors. And that's actually how I got um, my start in mentoring. I worked yeah. with um, uh, within the organization that I was volunteering with. I also volunteered with their program um, specifically for youth with an incarcerated parent. Um, growing okay. up, growing up, my father was incarcerated for five years of my life, and mm. um, it was very important for me to have uh, adults in my life who were caring. And you know, my teacher, uh, the one that I told you about, she uh, she was actually there for me when I was in seventh grade. My my dad was um, my dad was in jail, so it mm-hmm. was important for me to have caring and trusting adults. Uh, yeah. and, and I've also had a mentee whose father was um, in, in prison. So uh, again, there's several different populations of youth that can use help, uh, youth who identify as LGBTQ+. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely a need for mentors, uh, as well as young people who um, may have been involved in the juvenile justice system. 
Um, Some people forget about young people who may uh, be in detention facilities and the type of help and guidance that they can use as well. So there are so many opportunities for people to uh, mentor. And one resource that I would give um, mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership. Uh, I think their website is mentoring.org and you can go on there and they have this mentor uh, organization, uh, mm-hmm. mentoring organization locator, and you could just type in your zip code and a, a radius of, um, you know, if you put in 10 miles, you want to find organizations within 10 miles of your home, you can do that and learn what type of mentoring opportunities uh, that, that are available. Um, and there's yeah. so much, you know, I could go on and on about <laughs> mentoring. <laughs> I, did, I did a TEDx talk on how mentoring makes a difference. Uh, I'm so passionate about it, but. Oh, I uh, love yeah. that. But there are a number, there are a number of opportunities for people to get involved and make a difference as a mentor. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, there are so many possibilities and I think it's like, at first you kind of like, where do I even get started? But then as you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, like things to, for me came to mind. I was just like, I didn't even really think about that. And do you think that like anybody can be a mentor? Cause I feel like, you know, there's probably people out there saying like, you know, like I'm like, I'm nobody. Like, how can I mentor mm-hmm. someone? Like, can anybody be a mentor? I think we all have the potential uh, to be mentors. Um, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity or uh, you don't have to be a millionaire. <laughs> Some people mm-hmm. are like, oh, but my career, I'm still working on it. You don't even have to be employed <laughs> to be a <Yeah>. mentor. <laughs> Some of the experiences that we've had in our lives uh, are are huge. You know, they're even more important sometimes in our careers, the experiences that we had getting up to our careers, right? So some people are like, yeah, but I'm not where I want to be in my career. You don't even have to have a career. Uh, you can be, yeah. you could be a stay at home parent and, and make a powerful difference for young people. Uh, mm-hmm. There are some people I know who have been incarcerated and they were able to, uh, use what they learn while they were locked up to help young people uh, so that they wouldn't follow in their footsteps that way and show them yeah. you know, how resilience, uh, how, how it's possible and show that they're resilient and they can overcome these challenges. So uh, I, I think that a lot of people doubt themselves, but mm-hmm. really, if we're not mentoring them and if we're not helping out our young people, then who is? Right. Yeah. You know, there, there are a number, there are a number of, of groups that are willing and, and ready to reach out and connect with our young people. Maybe not the ones that we want, but mm-hmm. you know, if we're not willing to step up, I bet you there are a ton of gang members who are, you know, right. yeah. If we're not willing to step up, you know, you, you have, uh, traffickers, um, traffickers and pimps who are, so yeah, I have to remind people, like, listen, I think you would, be a much better mentor than uh, yeah. a, a member of a gang, but but maybe a reform gang member. I mean, you know, there's you know there, there's so many people out there who've had these experiences in life where they overcome challenges and hurdles mm-hmm. and, and learn from their mistakes uh, that have a, a lot to offer. So um, yeah, you know, consider becoming a mentor, and you know, we offer a free mentoring guide uh, that people can take a look at and. Um, you know, think about the different types of mentoring uh, relationships that are out there, whether one-on-one or group mentoring, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I mean, you bring up such a good point that like, 
you know, you can't like based off of any of your experiences, like no matter where you, uh, you are in life, you can be a mentor. It's better. It's a better option than like a gang member or some other bad influence, because I think young people, like they just kind of want to be seen and heard and, you know, they want someone to like, listen to them. And it's like, well, if they're not getting, if they don't have like a good support system with some, you know, bad influences, like I'll, you know, listen to you and tell you life is greater can be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like then it's easy to like brainwash them and stuff like that. So like, that's like a whole other thing. (laughs) Exactly. You know, but I tell people at the end of the day, if you have a big heart and a little time, and willing to undergo mm-hmm. a background check, uh, you could be a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because there are there are processes, right, for mentoring, especially if you're working with a mentor, um, a mentoring organization. Um, you know, you have to go through a training, and you have to fill out questionnaires and, and things of that nature. So there are some steps that you would have to take to. Uh, qualified to become a mentor. Uh, but once you take care of all the paperwork and everything, yeah, you can, you can become a mentor. Yeah. And so I want, um, for you to have a chance to share a little bit more about empowered flower girl and like, what, what does that look like right now? And like, is it, um, something that like people can get involved in like all over the world or is it locally or tell me a little bit more about that? Like what your vision is, if it is, you know, still growing. Yeah, so we we are we are growing and evolving, uh, and I would say over the past couple of years, what we've really been doing uh, has been partnering and working with uh, organizations and individuals who mm-hmm. want to make a difference for young people. Uh, in 2020, we launched uh, our Girl World Peace Academy, uh, which, okay. is, which is yeah, which has been really exciting. Uh, we work with uh, adults, in particular women. Um, but anyone who you know, identifies as female, but mm-hmm. but also it's helpful for anyone who wants to work uh, with young people. Uh, but we started the program. It's a online uh, virtual course uh, oh. that people can um, register for if they want to launch or even level up um, any type of youth programming that they have right now. So I've met a, a lot of women who said, you know what? I, I, I've mentored young people. I want to start my own organization or I want to uh, start a kindness club in, in our school. Uh, yeah. How do I do that? And they're looking for some guidance. Um, we give them to, tips, tools, and templates so that they know um, how to make their programs engaging and empowering and entertaining for young people. Uh, but That's we also, awesome. yeah, we also give them some tools so that they can help get the word out about mm-hmm. the good work that they're doing in the community. I find that often there's so many people who are, are doing positive things and mm-hmm. who are truly making a difference, but no one knows about them. Um, yeah. they, they haven't been featured in the local media or um, they're not very involved on on social media, so we offer them some help and some guidance there as well. So it's a, a virtual course where you get uh, video lessons and even um, an hour of one-on-one coaching uh, and consulting to help guide you through as you're thinking about the difference that you want to make for the young people in your life. So we're excited about Girl World Peace Academy, and yeah. I've actually been partnering um, and uh, participating on panels for various organizations, not just in the U S uh, but, but also uh, the UK and, and other parts of the world. So what we have definitely seen during this pandemic is how, 
you know, we can utilize technology to build bridges and to connect with one another. And uh, it's, it's actually uh, been very powerful, um, the connections that uh, Empower Flower Girl and so many other organizations I know ha have been making these uh, global connections to help yeah. empower young people all over. That's awesome. I love that so much. Yeah, Because, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are so many, um, you know, people that are trying to make a difference and have a positive impact. But like, you know, sometimes it can kind of feel like, but I'm only one person. And like, it's like, it's hard to really, you know, put everything out there um, because there is just like so much going on. But like, if you have like other people kind of like backing you and helping you, and then it's just like, you're kind of growing this like network of different organizations and people that are, you know, putting goodness out there. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, we're always looking uh, to partner. Um, in fact, one of the things that we love to do is feature and showcase uh, girls and young women ages five to 25 who are making a difference in their community or those who have gifts and talents to share with the world, whether they're artists or activists, uh, yeah. you know, uh, girl bosses uh, or others who just really are, are out there uh, doing good work. Um, we have a column that we feature on our website as well as in our newsletters called She's Empowered. And, um, mm. you know, we like to recognize uh, girls and young women who, who are making a difference. And then we also give them a, a, a appreciation gift uh, for the good that they're doing. So we're always looking for submissions for that as well. Awesome, I love that. And what like message do you want to leave with people today? Yeah, so, so overall, I just want everyone to know that um, you, you can make a difference and um, you're, you're so needed. I, like your gifts, your talents, your time and your treasure uh, can truly make an impact uh, for someone else. And whether it's one person or a thousand people, um, it, it all counts. Um, and I think that people, you know, they don't have to, they shouldn't worry about if, if they're good enough um, you are, um, your experiences, yeah. your contributions, um, are, are definitely needed and, mm -hmm. um, they, they make a difference for people. So I know that many of us may experience that imposter syndrome and all of that, uh, but that negative, you know, self-talk, you know, toss it out the window when it comes up, you know, ignore it. Um, if you have to write down positive affirmations every day, uh, do it. If you have to get a good vibe tribe, surround yourself with positive people, do it. Uh, because there's someone out there who is, is, is waiting for you um, to, to give a speech, write a book, um, start an organization or a business that's going to uh, transform their lives for the better. So I just want to encourage people to go ahead and, and put themselves out there and find a good network of people who will do it and, and power flower girls rooting for you. Yeah. I love that. I love good vibe tribe. I've never, I haven't heard of that. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to start using that. I need my good vibe tribe. That's right. <laughs> yes. And how has being yourself just impacted your life and led to like your success and what you're doing? Yeah, well, being myself has uh, truly been a gift 
I will say that uh, it's interesting, you know, the things that I was teased and bullied about growing up have made me a successful adult. Uh, those things that yeah. you know, people, you know, called me a nerd for said, oh, okay, white girl or Oreo, um, you know, I use my voice. I use mm-hmm. my, I use my creativity to empower and impact others. So I, I will say that being me, being authentically me has yeah. um, been beneficial for me, but also to other people um, in, in my circle and even the girls and young women that I, that I work with, because me being authentically me, I shows them that they also have uh, freedom to be who they are and be fully self-expressed. So yes, be you everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I think you are, I'm just so thankful that you are out there being a good example of being yourself and living into your authenticity and then, you know, working with young, um, young people to help keep them on track of doing that. And I just think too often it's like, we're, uh, when we're young, you know, we kind of lose ourselves trying to be something we're not. And then it's like, we got to build back up there, but you starting with them while they're young and keeping them there. I mean, it's just going to make such a huge impact on this world. And I'm sure it's already, you know, over your last 10 years of work has really impacted the world. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I want, and I want to thank you for, uh, for what, what you're doing with the podcast and all the uh, positive and empowering c- content that you have on your blog and just you know, your, your website is beautiful and it's, it's just very <laughs> encouraging. And, you know, I hope um, more young people um, are, are inspired by uh, what you're doing and that they want to go out there and keep spreading, spreading the good. Awesome. Thank you. And where can people find you and connect with you and yeah, just get in touch with what you're doing. Sure. Uh, well, I invite people to visit our website, empoweredflowergirl.com. Uh, you can also connect with us on social media. Be sure to engage with us. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook, as well as LinkedIn at Empowered Flower Girl. And we're also on Twitter at EFG Empowered. Um, and, and for those uh who might be interested in joining our Girl World Peace Academy, you could learn more at girlworldpeace.com slash info. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm definitely going to put all of that in the show notes so that people can connect with you and get involved. And yeah, I'm really excited. That sounds like such a cool program and I can't wait to see like where it continues to go. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.